The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome in, everybody. It's All Pro Lines, the podcast. Uh, we have Packer fan and comedian Tim Harmson on the show today. Looking forward to talking to Tim a little bit. Uh, it'll be nice to catch up with him. Uh, I'm a little under the weather, but uh, I'm like Jalen Hurts. I play. I play I play even when I'm sick. What are you going to do, not play? No, you got to play. Um <laughs> uh, well, I just want to lay down, but that's we're going we're gonna to talk for a while, and then I'm going to lay down. That's fine. We'll just switch it around. Ron Milford, hello. Jerry Oliver, hello. Thanks for being here, boys. Good to see you. Uh, quick programming note since you guys are here. Uh, next week we're going to do a podcast, but it might not be on Monday because of the way it falls for the holiday. <clears throat> Probably doing on the 26th, and it might be guest uh, Glenn Grizzard. So we'll see. Brian Chambers, what's up, man? <clears throat> Excuse me. Look at me. If you can see me, I'm I'm super festive. I've got a Christmas tree. I have a Christmas pajama top, and uh, I also have my uh, tablecloth, Christmas tablecloth. How about that? And for those of you viewing, when you flip it over, it's birthday. You might remember I was born on Christmas, and this was a gift from my mom. It's the same kind of thing we had when I was a kid that my grandmother used to put out every year, and it would be there for a week or whatever. It would be Christmas, 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 Christmas. And then in the afternoon of, of December 25th, she would flip it over. And it wasn't Christmas anymore. It was Kostaiki's birthday. Come on. That's nice. Wholesome. Wholesome good memories. Uh, miss that lady. Miss a lot of people in my world. Uh, thanks for being here, guys. We appreciate it. Uh, let's do some the jokes. minute drill. <laughs> I think we can all agree that the Falcons Panthers game lived up to the to the hype. Everyone was excited about that game. It rained the whole time. The final was nine seven. Tickets to the game were forty five cents, and if you paid that, you got robbed. Uh, <laughs> stadium looked as empty as the as the scoreboard. There was nobody was there. The game should have been flexed into a dumpster. Uh, <laughs> The Panthers were 1-12. The Falcons can't beat a 1-12 team. Is that what you're going to have me believe at this point? The Panthers had fewer wins than my kids have Christmases. And yet, somehow, the weather was bad. And by weather, I mean coaching. The Falcons have a lot of weapons that look good in space. Sorry, um, they have a lot of weapons that look good from space. So it's, it's a little different. So the Falcons have more ways to lose than Bubba Gump has ways to make shrimp at this point. See, shrimp casserole, shrimp kebab, shrimp etouffee, red zone interception, safety, bad clock management, fumble on your own one. <laughs> Getting sick of this team. 
This team sucks. The Raiders scored 63 points, and the Panthers said, in one season? No, one game, Panthers. Uh, 63. After not scoring a single point the week before for the Raiders. <clears throat> I believe that's called edging. I believe. Careful, they waited a whole week. The Raiders are going to get some points on you. Uh, Chargers fired their head coach and their general manager. You can't fire enough people to make up for how disappointing the Chargers are. Justin Herbert's out with the finger surgery. Presumably he was pointing too hard at the guys who needed to be fired. It's like that guy and that guy. You fire that guy. I hurt my finger. You got to fire all those. Giants lost, but there's still all this buzz about Tommy DeVito, which I think is fun, man. The Italians haven't been this excited since Costco started selling cologne. DeVito was a backup. So he, he's technically an Italian sub. Huh? Come on. What do you want a joke? Now he's an Italian hero, everybody. He lives at home with his parents. When he scores, instead of taking it to the house, does he take it to mom's house? I think Tony Soprano's house is available, if I understood the ending. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. Uh, in his family, in DeVito's family, tape study is rewatching the Godfather films. He plays 45% of the snaps from the gun. But nobody saw nothing. When the <laughs> now when the fans tailgate, they can sell stuff out of their trunk. You know, it's just embrace the whole. They're renaming that area between the 20 and the end zone. It's now called the Calzone. Huh? Because he's Italian, everybody. A quarterback needs to have a short memory, and Tommy DeVito knows how to forget about it. You got to forget about it. There's a question. You know why Joe Flacco is hard to defend? Most of his game film is on VHS. None of the kids today have access to they can't they can't watch it. <laughs> Robert Salas said Aaron Rodgers looks normal. Well, he always looks normal. It's when he starts talking. That's when it's a little questionable. The NFL is going to play its first ever game next year in Brazil. Can't wait to see how they trim the grass. All right. Nice and tight. Uh, maybe just like a little landing strip. Uh, we'll see. Teddy Bridgewater said he's retiring. Could be the last chance to do this joke. Teddy Bridgewater would have been a great name for Ted Kennedy. No one under 45 has a shot at getting that joke, but it's pretty good writing. I'm going to stand behind that. A um, couple quick plugs. I'm doing Atlanta this week. I'm doing my home club. I'm heading back to Atlanta to see some friends and some family and spend some time with grandma and uh, doing the Atlanta punchline. It's one of the, it's one of the great clubs. Uh, December 22 and 23, if you're in the Atlanta area. Uh, and then in a couple of weeks from now, mid-January, I'm doing Ashtabula and Erie, Pennsylvania. Ashtabula, I believe, is Ohio. It's up there near Erie. They're close. It's, 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 a, it's a nice pairing. It's a nice, it's good routing. Uh, what else can I tell you? Oh, uh, uh, Patreon. Go, go to patreon.com and type in all pro lines and figure out how you can join us. And if you're stumped on a gift, uh, give your dad uh, me. Cameo. I'll, I'll come on. I'll make fun of his favorite team. I'll wish him a Merry Christmas. I'll even wear my corny sweater. You know, whatever. Let me know. Uh, I'm easy to find on Cameo. You know, it's the name. So, uh, well, this week I will be in Atlanta. Our guest is going to be at Minneapolis at Acme, one of the great clubs in America, uh, recording a new album. So if you're in uh, Minnesota, go check out Tim Harmston. Hey, 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 you had me on all the uh, the Tommy DeVito chunk. It was <laughs> <laughs> it's great. 
Silly. Calzone. Calzone. You, know, you, you, you can't blow it when you get into the calzone. That's yeah, important. But you and I are probably pretty salty this morning after your Falcons took a unexpected dive into the dumpster and the Packers set all kinds of records again. Yeah. Not Congrats. <laughs> Hey, let's perk it up a little bit here. <laughs> it's the holidays. I put, I put up my little cr- Christmas tree here to match your Christmas tree. Oh, that's great. Pretty I like nice, it. Huh? Yeah. And you got, and I got, the, and uh, I got a dog up there, too, who's watching too, over the dog. operation. That's a, you got a lot going on in this tight shot. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought about um, what you wanted. I know we got a lot of Packers stuff to get to. Uh, I'm your kind of... I'm your Packers expert, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Um, I take Absolutely. things to the next level on the Packers analysis, and I, I wanted to <laughs> get right into it and and talk about how we're a publicly owned team, right? Right. We're 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 the only sports franchise that's owned by the public, and it's occurred to me that it's time to get a one of those oligarch owners because <laughs> nobody can fire anybody. Like nobody, when it comes time to fire somebody in green Bay, everyone's like, well, who's going to do it? Like, you know, which, which shareholder is, you know, we have to have like board meetings and I don't know, charity balls. And, you know, we have to have like, there's no, there's no iron fisted owner just to like, you know, like, like you can't um, it's like too many cooks in the kitchen and we're, there's the power structure's gone amok and and we we just no no owner would stand for the kind of football that the packers play continually over and over and over again on defense it's it's a great point now so is it all right you you probably know the answer to this i just assume that that's a little overblown this idea of being owned by the people because you can buy a stock in it but it's not worth anything it's like it's a little they're a little embracing the shtick. It's not really that it's kind of owned by the people, but not really. You can't really, there's no value in these stocks, right? It's true. It's true. The stock is more of a, uh, more of a uh, commemorative uh, framed photo on your wall. Right. It has zero value. If the team is sold, I, I believe it goes to like the American Legion, the Green Bay American Legion which they could do some serious remodeling with the <laughs> no shit with the, billion dollars the 5.8 billion dollars <laughs> <laughs> but it, it brings me to another point and and that was the second thing i was writing before i went on the air is that the the packers in its you know as an entity have become a uh, a character of the you know it's like it's one of the how do I describe it? It's like one of the biggest sort of uh, the most well-known sports franchises in the world. Like you could put the Cowboys and Manchester United and right. the New York Yankees and the Packers. And yeah. when we had success in the nineties under Favre and then Aaron Rodgers, Mike Holmgren, uh, Mike McCarthy, um, Packer mania was alive and well. And, like everything, it gets corporatized to the fullest extent. And so it, and I know I'm not the only pe- person that feels this way, but the corporatization of the Packers is how do we extract every bit of uh, 
cheese out of this cheese head, you know, like how do we extract <laughs> monetary value out of everything, the Lambo mystique, you know, and like have your wedding at Lambo field. And, and they've done a re uh, they've done a sort of a um, they've taken this thing called the title town district where, which is like, if you've ever been to Wrigley field lately, you'll notice it's, it's a lot different than it used to be. There's, you know, boutique hotels and fancy restaurants and, and they've they've really taken to like monetizing and crafting this this sort of like marketable mystique, and and they've taken their eye off off the ball with the on field product, and and it it's just become more about how do we market this and less about the football part of the operation, and because in all the years prior to Brett Favre, you know, it was always about well how do we get the team better so that we can be competitive and now it's hey we're kind of competitive we've got people in the stadium every game we're always sold out uh the 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 new shops and the hotels and the the breweries and all the things that are around the stadium everything's going well um so let's just keep the team sort of mildly successful it doesn't really matter but when you have an iron-fisted dictator at the top you you have to have results and there's no accountability and you don't have yeah. someone as bad as joe barry who's continually rewriting the record book in reverse you know like that's the first perfect passer rating at lambeau field since 1980 and and the, the litany of records that that's we write defensively um in you know and and you just don't have that when there's accountability and so it's frustrating yeah i hear you man you guys also, I mean, it's the natural, you're you're in the ebb or the flow, whatever the opposite of the good one is right now, right? Because you've been gifted with two of the best quarterbacks of all time, back to back. And, you know, there's going to be, you you kind of know intellectually that third guy's going to, it's going to be a bumpy road, even if he's good eventually. Uh, where are you on, on Jordan Love? Is he going to be the answer? Not the problem. <laughs> Jordan yeah. Love has done everything asked of him um he's done everything that you've that we've asked and sorry i'm going to turn off my uh my things that do yeah, things no can you still hear me yeah um uh, i suck at computers kostaki <laughs> this is embarrassing can you hear me still yeah you're fine oh, you sound great i ruined actually. it okay <laughs> sorry uh hello can you hear me yeah i hear you fine we, we, okay. we never lost you okay great i'm i'm bad at things that do things but <laughs> yeah, me too uh, i just learned how it works and then i try to do it exactly the same way every time <laughs> jordan love is not the problem the, the problem is uh, again the uh the defense and we just we're like we're okay having a bad defense and and i guess there's just, it's just acceptable and, and jordan love has played i mean you look at this the statistics between him and Rogers first years as starters, they're almost identical. Um, we could even finish right. a little, he could even finish a little bit better than Rogers in his first year. Um, you know, he, he does make, he's not as accurate as Rogers, uh, but he's more mobile, um, you know, on the run. Um, he's got the same kind of arm strength. Uh, he had a great touchdown to Jaden Reed yesterday. I don't know if you saw that. I did actually, but yeah. Yes, yeah. threw it on a dime. Like that was a rod. Even the commentator on the game said that's a Rogers throw. So it's not on Jordan Love. It is on uh, continually being outcoached, 
on defense and some, I don't know, like the, it's just not a winning culture anymore. So, yeah. Right. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, all right, let's do what wouldn't normally do this here, but you know, I'm in charge. I'm, I'm the, I'm the dictator of this situation. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. Now it's time for which comes first. Oh yes, it's time for which comes first. Now tell me, will this happen before that happens? It's time for which comes first. Which comes first, Tim Harbson? Uh, Packers win the division or Kirk Cousins retires from the NFL? Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> Cousins, Cousins is gone before we win the division. Because I think Detroit's got something special going. And I think Jared Goff is young enough where they're, and they still have a lot of draft capital. And, you know, I I just feel like we're looking at uh, two or three years of of sort of middle of the pack or basement dwelling. And then Cousins will probably be, Cousins will probably be gone. And I think Cousins is a guy, you know, he's going to have, a long career as as a really terrible football announcer. Um, <laughs> I, I think you'll see him as one of the most boring TV personalities. He is a little vanilla, to to be fair. He is likable though. When 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 I watched him on quarterbacks, I was like, all right, I like him. He puts his head down. He works hard. He's like huffing and puffing, getting back to the line, and could barely breathe after some of those hits. And yeah, he does all the homework, and he's has all the diplomacy, and he's all. No one has leveraged his skills, turned skills into money like Kirk Cousins. I know, isn't that it's, cool? How there's always those, <laughs> there's always those people that make like a hundred million dollars from like like who, Bobby Bonilla, for instance. You know, he's like one of those. <laughs> Like Kirk Cousins will be cashing checks from the Vikings when he's in a nursing home. Somehow. It's crazy. And even as we sit here today, he's likely to be highly sought after. And he's oh, yeah. he's a free agent in, what, a month? Yeah. And it's so funny how the, the, the rumors have been like, oh, uh, you know, the 49ers have an interest in Kirk Cousins. Well, what you know, not anymore. And you know, yeah, so I think it's I think it's back to Minnesota. I mean, he does have a really strong arm, and and him and Jefferson really have a chemistry, sort of like Rodgers and Devontae Adams had, where it's like you go there, I'll throw you the ball, and you've got a big catch radius, and it really works. Yeah, um, right. So. I would love to see him, uh, you know, get into a bidding war with the, with the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, we've got money, and we definitely need a quarterback. Let's do it. We're finally out of salary cap hell. What are you saving the money for? Let's go. Would you take Kirk Cousins? Yeah, in fact, I had this extended text debate with my brother yesterday. Um, he says you can't go buy a quarterback. I'm like, yeah, you can. And he goes, give me one example of where that worked. And I, you know, there's a bunch of them. There's Kurt Warner and Tom, Tom Brady, Brady and Peyton Manning. Yeah. And and if you go a little deeper, like I literally Googled it, and there's like 10 of these guys, you know, uh, Brad Johnson. And, you know, there's a bunch of these stories where you go out and buy a guy and it works. Um, that's not plan a the plan a is of course you draft somebody at the top of the draft who's has superstar potential and you gently you know nur- nurture them and woo them and build it from within but if they're going to keep winning six or seven games every year they don't have that choice you know yeah. so fine don't do it that way you have money 
the fa- the one thing the Falcons did right in the last few years, which I can't believe they did. I just I'm so impressed that they did this. They had these giant salary cap problems from Julio Jones and Matt Ryan. And in one year, they ate it all instead of kicking it down yeah. the road for like three, four, five years. They just like, this is the year we're eating all that. Some giant percentage of their salary cap in that year was paying two players who weren't on the team. Um, I think it was like 35% of the payroll or something. Um, but so great. Now you have money, and for two years now, you've had a quarterback that's not top 32 at the position. Stop it already. Get a quarterback. Mathematically impossible and not have a top 32. It's crazy. I mean, I I think you can make an argument that neither one of those guys, and if you throw in Heineke as well, none of these guys are top 50 NFL quarterbacks because there's a bunch of Minshew guys that you'd rather have who are backups, right? Yeah. So anyway, they don't have a – sustainable productive playoff worthy quarterback and they got lots of salary cap so i i would say here's my my version of if i'm in charge first of all plan a is draft a superstar potential but you're not going to be in the top 10 picks probably so all right that's probably out so spend some money either trade some picks and go get one of these superstar kids or Get yourself a Kirk Cousins or a Justin Fields, you know? Yeah, I have a – this is kind of out of left field. I have a, a suggestion that I'm going to pitch to you, uh, sell it to you. All right, bring it. His name is Zach Wilson. Oh, and uh, <laughs> You fished me in. I thought we were having a real conversation. Sorry. I was like, oh, I'm going to get another answer to this problem. What's going to be great? No, it is. It's That's the fun part of the NFL, though. It's like how do these – pieces and then you got guys like joe flacco that cut, come out of nowhere and then they're you're like i thought you were gone four years ago and then i love joe flacco and i love that you know on the weekend he won another game on the weekend that the jets have been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs and they would totally be in it if they had just paid joe flacco six dollars or whatever he's making this year and they he was already on the team he knows the system he showed interest and they were like no nah, we got zach wilson well yeah. then you get what you deserve Yep. Gosh, what a fiasco. He looked well, good last year. He was when it was Mike White and Joe Flacco were kind of in playing on and yeah. off at the beginning of last year. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think it's crazy that the Jets squandered such a good defense this year and didn't go out and try to figure out another answer after Rodgers got hurt. But I understand there's a lot of money and problems and chaos yeah. and you're trading this problem for that problem. I, I get it. Uh, but it is fun to see Flacco succeed, you know, somewhere else. Good for him. Yeah, good for Joe. What would you do if you were the if you were the Bears? Would you? Ugh. You're probably going to wind up with the, one of the first two picks. You definitely have a big shot quarterback choice. Do you reset well, the clock and trade Justin Fields, or do you trade away the pick and keep I, well, Justin Fields? Don't you think some of the the luster has come off Caleb Williams a little bit? Like, yeah, he seems like he's a pain in the ass. Yeah, like I don't know, like you know, five months ago that was like a no-brainer, but maybe um, I, I don't know. I do like Fields, and I think he shows improvement, and that's the one thing that you have to you have to look at when you're evaluating. Is like, does this guy get better? And like with Jordan Love, I can see a, a path for him to get way better and be very competitive. Right. And with Fields, I see a a path for him to get better. It's just that. 
it all depends on on um, what you what your if you have a quarterback that you love, I guess you go out and get it. But um, I don't know. I think it's so funny how the the Bryce Young thing unfolded, where you know you've you're almost better off if you have a decent quarterback. You're almost taking the capital draft capital and just building your whole roster out than gambling at all on somebody who's five feet nine. Right. But when it hits, you're set for a few years because you're paying the quarterback a fraction of what he would, he's going to make in a few years. Right. That's definitely the model that I I'm jealous of. I've never seen my team in that situation, you know? Yeah. Well, that's when you had Matt Ryan all those years. You, you got to figure, like, just build that defense so it's un- – Ryan's good enough game manager, good enough uh, pocket passer, good enough to get you a long distance. Just build that defense. And you're seeing that with – you're seeing that with San Francisco and Dallas where it's like hmm. just just build a defense and start from there. And it, it always amazes me that everybody, including the media and the general public, is convinced that having an awesome – like high-powered, sophisticated offense is the key to the Super Bowl. And it's still, look at the Ravens. They have all that, but they also have a really good defense. And right. San Francisco has a really good defense. And Kansas City has a really good defense. Yeah, that's right. You yeah. can't do it without defense. You just yeah. can't do it. And so yeah. it, it's always, that's what the problem with me with, with uh, Aaron Rodgers, that whole decade after we won the Super Bowl, is that we went, we were just historically bad for a decade with defense, but the general public thought you have Aaron Rodgers. Why do you need a defense? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, where, all right. Where are you on Rodgers? Give me the Rodgers temperature. You're, you're, are you in Wisconsin right now? Minneapolis. You're outside of Minneapolis. So you're still in Minnesota. Yep. All right. Well, give me, give me the temperature uh, in you on Aaron Rodgers and also in Packers nation, because when I was, I just worked Wisconsin and I would kind of ask about Rodgers and I was surprised there wasn't at least kind of a split. It was pretty strong. Like, ah, fuck that guy kind of attitude. Oh yes. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I have a little, I have a few jokes in my act about that situation and um, they, I've got applause breaks from, you know, the joke where I, I trash Rogers. And I just think that he, I mean, you're seeing it in New York. It's like, well, I'm going to come back from this, you know, this Achilles. I got to have my, my self in the spotlight. I have to make public statements and be on Pat McAfee. And I have to just constantly be the center of attention. And I just think that the Wisconsin, uh, the Wisconsin fan base and the, the, the sort of the ethos of the Wisconsin blue collar dairy farmer or whatever. Right. Like, sorry, you get a little bit of leeway because you're amazing at that. But then after a while we're done and you're done. And, and there was also a lot of bad feelings about, um, you know, him, not him making all these demands, but then not showing up to, you know, um, to the uh, OTAs, you know, his last year, he made a lot of demands about, well, I want this player. I want Randall Cobb. I want uh, Red Grange. He tried to sign <laughs> Red Grange, who's been dead for 50 years. He <laughs> he wanted like, actually, he wanted all these demands, but then he didn't 
he just showed up and then on the sideline he just pout it's got all these it's got three rookie wide receivers he wouldn't even talk to them on the sidelines and it just ended really bad so yeah. we were ready to, to move on and and even he hasn't done anything since to sort of win back i think the ship has sailed i i hate saying it even with Favre, like i mean people that pay attention to the news you see what Favre you know has done and Oof, that's a lately story man it's a terrible story and i, I just think that that <laughs> and then you look and then i mean we have Bart Starr who passed away, and Bart was truly one of the classiest QBs of all time. And so it's we always have him to like fall back onto as our our uh, our guiding star for <laughs> good people. Yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Both of your quarterback heroes are kind of schmucks, depending on what glass you look through. You know, it's I I didn't think of that till just now. That's yeah, yeah. It's weird, and and you wonder why. You wonder what feeds Rogers need to be like Tom Brady's as big a persona as there is, but you don't see him on the Pat McAfee show every week. You don't see him posting or making inflammatory com comments or challenging Travis Kelsey to a public debate over vaccines. Right. You don't see he, Tom's <laughs> like, I'll t I have this much money. These are million dollar bills. I have 400 of them. In my hand, and uh, I'm gonna go. Yeah, out, you know, right. and, and you just wonder what what ticks or what makes Rogers tick in that regard. So, I had a daydream yesterday. I don't know where it came from. I, I think I was waking up from a nap. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer or something and i was like what if tom brady is terrible at commentating that would be so fun next year oh is he doing it i didn't well he's he's contracted to he took like he took like a travel year but he's under contract after this one year to start next year as far as i know and i think he's supposed to be one of the i mean obviously he's one of the big names and he's supposedly wow. going to supplant some of the other you know very successful commentators including uh greg olson if i have the really networks right yeah i, I like greg olson I me too that's yeah. a really nice job i mean and he was kind of fast rising in the in the is he with cbs i think yeah i think he's with cbs fox is it or fox, is it fox? Oh. i don't know i'm not good at this game but yeah i like greg olson too I, I chatted with him at a super bowl once and he was couldn't have been any more like menchy and interested and earnest and yeah willing to knock stuff around and yeah i I had a good person and smart, like really sharp oh, guy, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. Um, all right. Let's do, uh, let's do another one of these little things. We do. <laughs> I'm going to do a weird one. I'm gonna I'm gonna give kudos to the 
Carolina Panthers. They're terrible. They got nothing to fight for. Their first round draft pick has already been traded. There's no relevance. And while the season ends, it was raining. Nobody showed up at their stadium to see them play the Falcons. They have no, you know, they got a rookie quarterback and their team is completely, it's just a disaster over there. And somehow they beat a team that really was trying to win. You know, like the Falcons were tied for first place in their division. And, uh, Good for them, man. That's crappy. That's hard to do. So kudos. Rookie quarterback. This high, you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I didn't watch the game. I didn't I didn't see that. I was just kind of watching it through a the game tracker. But uh I don't think that uh I, I you know, I always feel bad about complaining about being a Packer fan. But like how far off do you think the Carolina Panthers Super Bowl <laughs> celebration is? Oof, oof. <laughs> That's a good thing you got rid of Christian McCaffrey as he was falling apart, right? Thank God you traded him at the right time. That's got to be hard to watch that kind of thing, too. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. traded him in fantasy years ago, and I'm still annoyed by that. You know, I can't imagine <laughs> if that's my I – mean, if I'm the GM and I'm watching Christian McCaffrey right now, I'm like, oh. I, I would – I wish they would have a uh, – I wish they would have – you know how, like, with Hard Knocks, they have cameras everywhere? I wish they had – a camera in the Panthers facility, the exact moment that David Tepper realized they screwed up on the CJ Stroud thing. Like, (laughs) like like maybe four. So much. Yeah. I mean, you think about, I mean, and I feel bad for Bryce young. I feel he's just a, he's a kid and he's got put into this position. He was great in college. And then, you know, and then there's this other guy who got drafted, after you who's the talk of the league then rookie of the year possibly and, and then he, he, i just feel terrible for the for bryce young and you know I, these I just, things happen all the time right wasn't trubisky was drafted ahead of mahomes and deshaun watson that year the bears traded up for trubisky right yeah you, know, you gotta you gotta dig past this shaft with mahomes and deshaun watson. <laughs> Maybe yeah. they're maybe yeah. the the Watson thing. Maybe they're like, well, all right, we're, we're glad. Yeah, I mean, at this point, <laughs> but in terms of the talent, uh, you know, yeah. measurements and everything, and he had played so well in the brightest lights of Clemson and the bowl games and everything. Anyway, these are tough jobs. It's it's like you know, and they have, they uh, they change the whole story arc of your franchise forever, and certainly for the next several years. It's crazy. Yeah, 100%. All right. You want to give some taps to somebody in particular? Anybody out there? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, I, I wanted to talk just quickly about Jaden Reed. He's the Packers' um, uh, third-round draft pick. Uh, he's, our, he's our leading uh, receiver. And I don't think enough people are talking about how he is Debo Samuel of – they call him the the dairy country Debo Debo Samuel Samuel funny. <laughs> because he is he's built just like Debo and he's taken um, I don't have the stats in front of me but he takes a lot of uh, rushes uh, end arounds uh, all kinds of things all kinds of like creative ways to get him the ball and he's a downfield threat he's got speed he's everything and and I think I don't think I think lost in all the Jordan Love hubbub is that we're seeing a real superstar uh created right in front of us with with Jaden Reed and it, it is exciting it's kind of been like this this uh bright light and kind of a dim season for the Packers 
Yeah. What about Christian Watson? Do you see him as being a big time thing or no? Uh, no, not with hamstrings made out of um, dental floss. No. Yeah. It, it's. Right? I, it just you know I don't you know some some receivers will overcome these soft tissue injuries and I think you saw it a lot with like Gronkowski when he first came into the league he had like he was always banged up or nicked up or whatever and he kind of overcame it so maybe Watson will overcome it he's he's a physical freak he's four three speed um, right six foot three six foot four he's a real talent but but he's missed I don't know half of the games that he's been in a Packer uniform so right yeah at least yeah right so I'm all in the Jaden Reed train and if you follow nfl closely and you're drafting for your fantasy team next year trust me on this one he's got debo samuel 2.0 written all over him nice all right i like that a lot all right cool um all right let's do uh let's do this. all right all right kids put your thinking caps on it's quiz time I don't expect you to know the answer to this. I just thought it was an interesting factlet here. Uh, the Jets have missed the playoffs for 13 straight years as of this week. Now the longest playoff drought in any of the four major American sports. Until this week, they were tied with who? Ooh, <laughs> four major sports. Yeah. Uh, oh. Let's the fourth go. one's hockey, not NASCAR or volleyball. Oh, or oh, oh, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, that's a tough one. That's a really tough question. I bet it's in baseball. Um, can you tell me if I'm warm? Is it in baseball? It's not baseball, but I would have okay. guessed baseball too because of the way the salary there's not really a yeah. salary cap. Some of the teams can be bad for a long time, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with, um, let me go with the Sacramento Kings. The Buffalo Sabres. Oh, yeah. Have been uh, missed the playoffs 12 straight years. And now the Jets are one small step ahead of them <laughs> for now. I presume the Buffalo Sabres could miss the playoffs again here coming up and they'll be tied again. <laughs> no, I think Buffalo's on the upswing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. I don't follow at all. <laughs> we had some comments in here. Let's look at, take a look at the, uh, uh, we appreciate you guys being here. Uh, Ewan, Ewan says, uh, Panthers Falcons, the NFL equivalent of the ugly Christmas sweater. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Wow. Falcons still in the hunt. Amazing. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Bridgewater is the goat of football, political crossover jokes. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> that was great, by the way. That, the, <laughs> You said anybody younger than I won't get it. Well, I was on the floor laughing. So ah, that's nice. You're yeah, you're younger than me. All right, that's good. Um, Mike Avini says, "Love you on Bob and Tom. Thanks for sharing sharing your talents with us." Well, that's too earnest for this situation, Mike. We don't. That's very nice. Thanks, buddy. Um, da -da -da. Da -da -da. Andreas says, "Andreas Economopoulos, That's my. Uh, aforementioned brother he says drake drake may would be my top pick all right i haven't followed closely enough to know um bear should take uh ron milford says bear should take harrison jr and wait for fields offers yeah i agree but i i looked this up because i was debating with andreas yesterday and then i looked it up a little bit since then uh, the, the field situation is interesting because this is his third year 
so next year is the last contracted year. So if you trade for him, I think you have control over ticking that fifth year box, that option, but you don't really have him for a long period of time. Yeah. So he's going to be cheaper than he would be if he was new. So they think, you know, like a second rounder kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, second rounder. And then bring him in and see how it looks. And then if it works, give him a dump truck full of money. That's yeah. fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah. You know what I think about Justin Fields is is their defense is coming into form, the Bears. Uh, you've got all this draft capital. You could get Marvin Harrison to go across DJ Moore. Like, I wouldn't shake it up by trading him. I think you're setting yourself back years by starting from scratch again i think you've got something going i mean they they really played competitive football and i don't know if Eberflus will survive but why not get why not look at this in terms of a lamar jackson thing where you get a really good defense a really good special teams and make your game plans compatible with field skill set and right. keep moving forward i wouldn't get too cute drafting because you could draft bryce young or you could mess that up yeah know. that's right yeah that's definitely right and you probably will get a lot of draft capital by trading out of the one or two slot you know yeah that's, it's probably worth a lot more in terms of building for the future yeah i, I think i would i think i would consider that too obviously that's what they're they're watching these games right now and trying to figure that out it's an interesting problem um yeah i mean for me i have a little bit you know i said this to andreas like I have a little bit of like, I am crawling across the desert and I'm dying for a cup of water. <laughs> and if the water is a little dirty, I don't give a fuck. I'm drinking it. <laughs> like, yeah, Kyler Murray is kind of a jackass, but I would happily take it. Oh, wow. Right. Mm, that's the kind of, that's where I am. I mean, we don't have a quarterback who's top 32. Mm. It's, you know, Kyler Murray ain't perfect, but he's good. Is he even like football? Like, I don't even know if Kyler Murray is interested. It's the perfect example of how desperate I am because I agree that he's a bit of a jackass and yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. But I, I watched him live a couple of weeks ago. Andreas and I went to Falcons at wow. Cardinals, and uh, man, that speed is something. He's got yeah. an arm. He's he's fun to watch. And the same thing with Justin Fields. Like even if he has, even on his falling apart days, he's fun to watch. Yeah. You well, know, like I like that as a fan. Yeah, I think Josh Dobbs would look great in a Falcons uniform. <laughs> Speaking of falling apart. It's one of the only <laughs> uniforms he's not had yet. <laughs> That's never a good sign. Yeah, he'll he'll win your uh, your uniform bingo contest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's great to talk to you, buddy. Good to see where, you. Where do people, where do people find you? Tim um, Harmston on the social media, where do they look for you? Just at Tim Harmston. And I'm on Instagram and then I'm on Tim Harmston comedy on Facebook. I don't do a TikTok or any of that stuff. Uh, straight up Instagram. Uh, and then, yeah, come see me at Acme. I'll be there uh, Wednesday through Saturday and I'm recording my album, uh, my third comedy album. And uh, it's going to be awesome, a great. Man. Yeah, it's fun going into going into Christmas break. People, I think, are in a great mood, you know, when they go out because they might not have to work the next day. And right. I'm thrilled. I'm I've been working really hard on this, so I hope it hope it turns out great. So uh, 
great live stand-up. If you get a chance, go see Tim Harmson in Minneapolis this week or wherever he is coming up after that. Um, and say hi to all the Acme peeps. I love that. I place. will. A I will. Special place. Special place in the hearts of comics everywhere. Um, I'll, uh, just a reminder, I'll be in Atlanta this week and then in uh, Ashtabula and Erie in January. Uh, we love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Happy holidays. We are going to do a podcast next week, but it won't be on the Monday because the way it falls, we'll figure it out. And we'll probably have uh, Glenn Grizzard in to, we'll do some fucking belly aching again, I suppose. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. We'll All talk right. to you soon, buddy. See ya. Bye. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.